0: welcome back to what's the play today we've got a really special NBA playoff preview podcast for you with a special guest and we've got Jin with us today Jin went to U of T and we were in the same program Rotman Commerce and he was the president of the University of Toronto Sports and Business Association and I was on that club as well and he was an awesome president and unfortunately, we didn't get to have our big conference because of COVID, but he did an awesome job with the planning and everything with that. And he's got lots of sports and sports industry knowledge. And we're so happy to have him on the podcast to talk some ball today
1: with us. Hey, So Thanks for the introduction. So, yeah, me and Asyosa, we met up in college during the club. And, yeah, it was a a good experience in university. It was just unfortunate that it had to end due to COVID-19. But on the plus side, they'll have a lot of money for next year. So so hopefully they'll they'll know how to use that money wisely. And if not, well, you know, hopefully there's enough money there for them to screw up and, you know, get it right. (laughs) But I I got, they they got my full, they got my, um, the president right now, uh, Theodore, he's got my full, um, he's got my full respect. So, yeah.
0: So, yeah, it's going to be really awesome having you on the podcast. We got... A lot of things to talk about, really interesting stuff going on in the, in the NBA, and some amazing first-round matchups to discuss. But first, I'll hand it off to Danny to kind of lead us through the podcast, and we'll start off with our first segment, which is just wrapping up the seeding
2: games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, first things first, really glad to have Jin on today. Kind of fun having a third person here to to go to battle with on sports. Appreciate it, <laughs> uh, of course. Um, yeah, let's, let's, let's first of all recap the sitting games app uh, just wrapped up here. What, do you, what are you guys' thoughts? I thought overall things went pretty well. I think one of the big things that went really well was having the play in. Just because down the stretch it kept things really, really interesting, just being able to see whether Portland, Memphis, Phoenix, even the Spurs were going to be able to get in. And I, kept, I feel like that kind of kept people watching. and um, kept people excited going into the playoffs. Uh start, start
1: with Jin. What, what were your thoughts on uh, on the seating games? Uh, I I thought, I thought it was fantastic. And honestly, even if the quality of play wasn't that good, the fact that no one got sick is just a huge success on its own. Like, even if every single superstar went bricks, like shot 35% <laughs> from the the fact that no one got sick is a huge success on its own. If you look at the other sports leagues, they're having huge troubles, you know, figuring out, like, hey, how can we do this without infecting half the players, right? <laughs> so just the fact that the NBA was able to pull this off and get essentially 300 or, you know, however many people in a hotel and to get them to stay there. Like these are adult males who have like, <laughs> you know, who have stuff to do, business interests, families to attend to and whatever other activities they are into to stay in a hotel and to get them to buy in for the most part um, over the course of a two month uh, period. I'm guessing is, is honestly fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as far as the quality of play goes, it's, it's honestly, um, I think a lot of stuff plays into what well, I made mean, the bubble play so good. It's, like, people have mentioned the depth perception of the arenas, like, the fact that there's no fans there, and the fact that the arenas are smaller, I've heard several NBA players say that, you know, it just helps with their shooting. So you're seeing players like TJ Warren just go off for 53 points. You're seeing, you know, Devin Booker play the best, you know, times of his career. Uh, everyone's being, an, everyone's a knockdown shooter for the most part. So yeah, it's it's, it's been fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely have to agree, especially on the part with, like, no players contracting the virus, and just... Every single protocol that has been put in place has been followed for the most part. And it's... When you compare it to other leagues, you're like, damn, like, the NBA really has it going for them. All the players just, like... It was really competitive. And as Danny said, it went down to the wire for a lot of these teams, getting their playoff seeds. And a lot of... If you... Like looking at the conference standings, like a lot of these teams have the same records and it's super close. And which is why these series are going to be really exciting. And like all of the games, all of the seating games had so much weight to them. Right. And so it was just really fun to see like these players really go at it. And some people just started playing their best basketball out of nowhere, like TJ Warren and just lifting their teams.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Great points by both of you, I think the NBA in terms of how they're running their league during COVID-19 is like in a class of its own. I and mean, you guys probably saw the saliva test that they were using, which was made by some scientists at Yale is actually just now getting trickled down to like the rest of like the United States and the rest of the world. So like the mm-hmm. test that they were using is literally ahead of the game than like what they using <laughs> in the rest of the world right now. So it's, it's just been amazing. Like Adam Silver leading Adam Silver at the, at the head of, at the helm leading the whole NBA in that direction, it's just been amazing to see. And in terms of the play, you're right, it's been the—it's the, it's been amazing seeing guys go off like 50, 60 points, Damian Lillard. I, I think another interesting thing that we saw down the stretch as well is a little bit of manipulation of the seating. Like you were mentioning, Asiosa, we saw kind of some people dropping games or winning games based on who they wanted to see. You saw Clippers mm-hmm. kind of give one over to Portland to try and help Portland get in as well as Milwaukee let one go to Memphis. So it was kind of interesting to see that down the stretch, kind of see how guys were trying to end up where they wanted to end up and who they wanted to face. Mm -hmm. And now now that everything's set, we'll see if if it was all worth it.
0: Yeah. And about Um, that Memphis-Bucks game, I was so sad. The Bucks, like, put in zero effort. I really wanted the Suns to be able to have a chance to be in the play-in tournament. I was so sad, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah, but honestly, it was it was a fantastic. Like the the Portland Memphis game was one of those. Yeah, under- it, was, it was awesome. It was
0: playing.
1: really he, good. Like, like John Moran <laughs> was playing like he was he was playing for his life, right? <laughs> and then they they kind of they kind of were like they have nothing to lose by making the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was it was good to see that and just to see Ja go at it against you know maybe the maybe maybe the best backcourt in the NBA right now in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, no, that would that would be okay. That would have to be Houston, but the second best mm-hmm. probably is probably is Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but the difference isn't that large, right? So just see yeah. jog ja going off like that. It was good.
0: And yeah. Carmelo.
1: Yeah, skinny Melo. The Mello. resurgence. Yeah. <laughs> Melo, Melo looks good, man. Like he, he could just sit in that corner and just knock down threes at the end of the shot clock. Like he, he looks good in that position.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think they definitely found a good place for him on that team, and I think he should stick around the next couple of years. We definitely can't move off this segment without talking about Damian Lillard, Bubble MVP just the way he led that team towards that eighth spot. I mean, they were down, they were back three and a half games going into the bubble, right? Being able to lead the team not only, I would thought that maybe they make it to the ninth spot and get into the play, but they actually took over the eighth and only had to win one game to beat, to get out Memphis. So Damian, Damian Lillard's leadership on that team has been impeccable.
0: For sure. And I saw this tweet, some like NBA fan was like, uh, Dame, how does it feel to be, how, how's it going to feel sitting on the couch during the playoffs? And he responded like, we'll see, eyes emoji. And then he just absolutely went off. I got the stats here in the bubble, 37.6 points per game, 9.6 assists per game, 4.3 rebounds per game, 1.4 steals per game. So he was just playing out of his mind and he really carried that team to the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And, and one, one thing that, one thing that really impressed me too was, um, Obviously, Lula deserves like consideration for, you know, being a being a dark horse MVP candidate. But um, mm-hmm. but for before when Nurkic came back and just played like he did before he got mm-hmm. injured, like the Nurkic coming back was huge for them. Cause mm-hmm. and for them, like they're still missing, I believe, like Trevor Reza. or they're they're still missing like one or two guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like just the fact, like the fact that they got their size back with Zach Collins and Nurkic is huge for them. Like they need mm-hmm. those guys, especially against LA. Right, because LA is going to throw them AD Dwight Howard and and LeBron James, right? Like they need size around the court, and Nurkic isn't necessarily the best defender, but they need Mm -hmm. bodies to to bang around, right? And but yeah, it it was crazy to see Lillard just you know knock down threes from the half half court mark uh, from the logo. I've always thought he had the best range in the league other than Steph. Like, they, they have very comparable ranges in terms of where they can shoot from. Yeah. And the defenses that they throw at him is crazy. Like, they wouldn't, they would, like, it would, he'd be, like, he'd be hard-pressed to get dribble handoffs. Um, Like, these guys are, like, these guys are throwing traps at him at half court. It's crazy. I haven't mm-hmm. seen a guy, like, that get trapped at 35 feet from the court, like, in a while, right? Yeah. On a consistent night-to-night basis.
2: Yeah. I thought the traps were really interesting as well. Like, yeah. like as soon as he crosses half court. Like, <laughs> you have to, right? Because he can make those.
1: Yeah, like... Yeah, like like Michael Jordan
2: didn't have that many chances. Like, honestly. honestly, yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, like he's time and time again, he's made those. So it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see um, how this team like, performs going forward. Which is a great segue um, into going in to talk about the playoffs. Starting today, we're starting the bubble playoffs, and uh, a lot of, a lot of things are a little bit different. It'll be exciting to have the same four game slate every other day since there's no travel. So we're gonna be able to see teams kind of play a little bit more consistently the teams that all the same teams that play today the same teams are going to play on monday and vice versa so it's going to be a little bit different format obviously no playoff atmosphere what are some things that you guys are expecting overall uh
1: yeah for sure so i think i think the big key here is travel right like just the fact like travel takes a lot out of you like if you guys have ever flown across the country it's it sucks (laughs) like like i've i've in high school like i've 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 been on road trips for my high school basketball team like two hours, and that took that took a lot out of me. Yeah. So for these guys to avoid like sixteen hour flights, dealing with jet lag, it's a, it's a huge factor in their recovery process, right? So mm-hmm. I think guys will be fresher. Um, it doesn't matter that the games more frequent. It's just like they're basically working from home, right? Like they're mm-hmm. they're walking, or, like they're they're literally minutes away from the stadium that they're playing at. So mm-hmm. I think from that standpoint, it's it's a huge factor in you know, guys being able to come. Like fresh to play. Like, you won't get that. I don't think you'll get as much of that game seven fatigue as you will, uh, at least physically, that you would from, like, say, Golden State versus Cleveland, where they're flying across the country every other day, right? Yeah. So I think that's a huge factor. Yeah, as <laughs> <laughs> so you, t- you can take it from there.
0: Yeah, I actually never really thought too much about that. I always thought about it from a fan perspective. Because for me, like watching those West Coast games, like all the Warriors games starting at like 1030 and I'm like, oh, should I sleep? I got class tomorrow or do I watch it? <laughs> yeah. So not having to worry about that is really awesome, too. And like knowing exactly when each with the series being like split up and having each day to like a s- certain teams, like that's really awesome to know. And like setting aside time to watch like series that I really want to see and like players that I really want to see is really awesome, too. But another factor is the lack of home court advantage, of course, and seeing as I'm a Raptors fan and they had one of the best home court advantages in the league, not having that for your title defense run is a pretty big bummer, but I mean, they've decked out their hotel and like all the Raptors swag and Drake has sent them all all that stuff. So hopefully they still feel all the support from here.
1: Uh, honestly at this point I wouldn't be surprised if Drake shows up and is on the Raptors roster as, like, <laughs> as, 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 he, like he should be an honorary team member to be that, honest.
0: that's the only thing that's left man he's, pre- he's done pretty much everything else <laughs> yeah
1: like he should he should like he should sing their anthem like they should make an anthem with featuring <laughs> Drake he should be ma- he should honestly be the mascot like that would honestly be awesome
0: oh man yo I would actually like for the finals that'd be really cool to have like if the Raptors make it just have yeah, like maybe a couple like each team like brings one singer to like sing the anthem like that'd be pretty cool <laughs> hopefully they do a better
1: job than fergie at the- <laughs> oh All-Star man yeah, I, was like, I was like fergie should just stayed a black eyed <laughs> literally anybody
2: would do a better job let's dive into the raptors a little bit more though um team wise they had their first game against brooklyn today very solid game they came out to a very big lead and um Brooklyn kinda of ate into that lead a little bit, but I don't think they were ever worried or at risk of losing the game. So I I think we saw a very solid defensive effort. What did you guys see?
1: With the Raptors Nets game, it was honestly it was good to see the Raptors just give it a hundred percent from the get go. Like they right. they gave the game a shit. They, they they decided, Hey, I don't care if we're playing a beat up Nets team. We're gonna we're gonna beat these guys for like four. Like it's no problem. So I, I got that I got that a sense of attitude from them and It's and those guys just won a championship and they're they're coming off that like they they want to defend their title. So I think they're gonna I think they're gonna like bulldoze through the first round and then they're gonna be ready for whoever's in the second round. Um, Mm -hmm. And they they are they deserve to be one of the top four teams in the West, uh, top four teams in the league, by any stretch of imagination, statistically and for what they've done on the court and like eye test.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And one thing that was really interesting to see. Was that they had the highest win percentage in team history this season. And that's after Kawhi leaves, and everyone's like, oh, the Raptors are gonna be so trash next year. Like, Kawhi did all of this for you guys. But obviously, like us watching, we knew that this was a very complete team with a very smart head coach. And Nick Nurse has just, he's coached out of his mind, and these players have like really developed. Siakam has taken it to another level. Lowry, he's like still like he's giving it all like he's putting his body at risk everything Gasol has looked really awesome in the bubble like this team and Ibaka has he's taken less of a role but he's been willing to like do what was best for the team it's really cool to see these guys just just come in and gel together and like they believe in themselves even if no one else does
2: yeah I I think you made a really good point on uh, Nick Nurse and the entire coaching staff Something that's been very underrated about the Raptors recently is their player development. Like mm-hmm. even like myself as like an avid watcher, like seeing the growth of guys like Terrence Davis and like Chris Boucher, like they're actually doing a, they're doing a really good job like bringing up young guys. Even Pascal Skakum, right? They they're doing a really good job of like player development, like the guys that they draft and growing them um in that system. So definitely developing a good system up there in Toronto.
0: And who needs Kawhi when you have OG? <laughs>
1: yeah but uh i sorry to break it to you guys but like i i i like i like my celtics chances against the raptors in the second round okay (laughs) okay (laughs) i i know i love i love the raptors team but i've always been a celtic homer since since i can remember so i'm always gonna ride with them it's funny (laughs) uh last i know this is a little bit of a segue but last year in the playoffs i was at this bar and I was cheering, and I was- my Celtics had already lost. And I was cheering for Philly to beat the Raptors because I had a bet. And in the-, in the bar, when I cheered for Philly, like these two guys at business suits, they stood up and they they just glared at me. And it was like, <laughs> that was the first time I ever thought I was gonna get in a bar fight for <laughs> <laughs> Like it was like I I stood up and cheered when I think Tobias Harris made a three, and then the-, the two guys stood up and were like, "What did you just say?" And then- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's awesome. To, like Toronto's Toronto's is always gonna be. Toronto's always going to be special because it's, it's, um, the Raptors are always going to be special because they're like a country's behind them, right? Like, mm-hmm. he, it's, it's pretty rare when you have a sports team that's, you know, backed by an entire country, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's always like, I think that's always interesting um, as, you know, supporting Toronto. Um, yeah. As for the makeup of their team, like, it's, it's, if, like, Lowry's their best player by, you know, by a decent stretch. Like, you know, Siakam's there, but he doesn't have the experience necessarily that Lowry has. Mm-hmm. It's it'll be interesting to see like how like Lowry does it up against better defensive teams later in the playoffs. Because point guards, especially older ones, especially ones that aren't as athletic as like say like a Westbrook, like they, they tend mm-hmm. to have trouble uh, keeping healthy and staying productive through the later rounds of the playoffs. Like you see this with guards like Chris Paul, you see this with you see this with other great point guards as well. Like deep in the playoffs, like deep, deep, they seem to break down or they seem to get hobbled by injuries. And, like, great defenses can plan for them. So I'm more interested to see how Toronto deals with that without Kawhi.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I like the points uh,
2: that you're making. I'm, I'm curious, like, as someone who's rooting for the Celtics, what kind of holes do you see in the team Them, I think something that I've been watching for is, like, kind of a reliance, a heavy reliance on the three-point shot. Mm-hmm. They shoot it very well, especially with their backcourt with being Lowry and Van Vliet. But as we've seen, like, with teams like Houston in the past, if, if they're ever games when that doesn't... Starts not to fall, then you can get yourself in a lot of trouble very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's something I've noticed that might be something that they should look out for.
1: What what do you guys see? I guess the, the things I see with uh, Toronto that could be an issue is. When you have two small guards that are kind of um, spearheading your offense, I think you can plan for that with bigger guards and more sophisticated defenses. Uh, Lowry and Dan Vliet have the necessary experience. And, like, if you just play in the fi- finals and played like those two did, like, you have the confidence to go into any playoff series. Um, and Lowry won't play like he did in the Philly series, right? Like, you, he was basically, like, he was basically, he was basically, like, a non-factor for most of those games, right? It, yeah. Like if, if the, the X factor for me is Siakam. Like if he, if he can stay consistent throughout the entire playoffs and be that guy, be, be that big body that can play the four, sometimes play the five, and guard the the players like best like forward, then mm-hmm. then they have a realistic shot at, at beating anybody, right? Because the the matchup they're planning for is the Bucks, right? Like they're mm-hmm. like they of course the Celtics and Raptors matchup is going to be interesting, assuming um the Celtics beat Philly, but. They're, they're playing for Giannis, right? And they, they beat him last year. So they have the confidence that, with the same exact formula, like you have a Baca, Gasol, and and Siakam. And it doesn't seem like Giannis uh, developed uh, a sophisticated three point shot or any mid range game. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, but it'll be interesting to see like that same matchup again. Cause realistically, that's probably the conference finals matchup. But um, it's, yeah, the X Factor Siakam and really. Without Kawhi, like those two guards, definitely and uh, Kawhi, they really need to step up and be ready for any defense thrown at them because it's it's hard for small guards like late in the playoffs. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like obviously, we know their defense is their strong suit, and we expect that to be consistent going forward. I think they're they have like the best defensive efficiency, yeah, yeah, in the league. So that's really awesome. But I think the one thing is when their, like, team starts to, like, stop their transition game is, like, when they do have to chuck up those threes, like, if they go cold, like, what do you do next? Like, so, I guess that's the, the biggest worry for me with the team because I don't think they have the strongest three-point shooters in the league, and, yeah, it, it's, like, a big worry for that, and yeah obviously with Lowry and him being one of the older guards... In the league, and he's a bit undersized. Like Van Vliet is a bit undersized too. It's when they do go up against like some bigger teams, how will they match up, and how how will they be able to they like, keep their defensive scheme?
2: Right. Yeah, I, I think those are all fair concerns. I think another concern I'll have, I have myself, is last year. Jamie um, touched on how they're able to play Milwaukee really well because Giannis hasn't developed a shot. But a lot of that had to do with, you know, having Kawhi guard Giannis, and this year we don't have that, right? So I think, like, what they're kind of banking on is kind of the emergence of OG as a player, especially as a defensive player. OG's kind of grew into, like, a bigger role and kind of like a mini Kawhi type of role for the team, like a 3 and D type guy. So it'll be interesting to see if he's able to kind of hold that down. He obviously won't be able to play Giannis as well as Kawhi was able to, but will it be enough to kind of come out that series so that's definitely going to be something really interesting to see as well guys have any final thoughts
1: Hmm. Uh, for the raptors i hope i I wish all the well for them but um, (laughs) when they play myself i wish i wish nothing but the worst
0: (laughs) (laughs) for me i'll just say go raps
1: (laughs) yeah but nick nurse is the best coach in basketball like i will give them that yeah, um, absolutely. Like it, it's 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 honestly it's honestly crazy that this guy is basically a rookie or I guess a sophomore head coach. So yeah, hats off to uh, I guess who hired him was it was it Masai? It was Masai? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so shout out to Masai, probably the best GM in uh, in basketball too. So you got a good two men tandem going there. Yeah, definitely. Regardless of what happens, Raptors leadership, Masai coaching
2: staff top down is, is something that um. We have going for us going forward, for sure. All right, let's talk about some other teams in the league. We picked up some of our favorite first-round series that we're looking forward to for different reasons. Let's start with Jin. what
1: was your favorite series that you're looking forward to? Uh, the series that we're watching right now, so Lakers versus Clippers. <laughs> um, the, the reason it's, it's, I think, at their best, the Clippers can have one of the best Defenses in the league Mm -hmm. um, when they're all healthy. Like we've seen, like the problem with the Clippers is like they they just haven't all been healthy at the same time. It's like Patrick Beverly's injured, Lou Williams, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. They've all missed games at weird points of the season, so they haven't had time to build chemistry. But they're all so good. Just like a lineup of just Beverly. Like, if you're in an alleyway and you see Beverly, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard and <laughs> you're asked to score on one of them, like, like, it's, it's just it's just picking between a rock and a hard place, right? Like, like those guys you know, those guys are all elite defenders at their position, and best of all, they're all elite one-on-one defenders. Like, you can leave them on an island, mm-hmm. and the, they'll be good enough to they'll be good enough to, you know, shadow a guy on their own. Like, they don't need, they don't necessarily need help defense to come in, like, bail them out every time, right? So that's, that's one thing with them, and the the reason I like the series so much is on the flip side, you have one of the best offenses in NBA history, like numbers wise, for the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a nice counterbalance between the two, and I just like that they they really don't have an answer for each other's players. Like Dallas can't really guard the Clippers, and the Clippers can guard can give answers to what Dallas is throwing out there, but they can't really give an answer to Chris Stapps. I think that guy can, I think that guy can drop like 35 whenever he wants. <laughs> uh, if he just, if he just, you know, works it down in the post enough, if he gets enough, greener. like that pick and pop with Luka Dodgers is, is just unstoppable. Like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, I think it's really interesting to see that back and forth battle. And as we're kind of seeing right now, it's a close game in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and literally the the Dallas, ma- the thing that's dangerous about Dallas is they were down 18, I think, 18-2 to two in the first quarter. Like, Luka Doncic had five turnovers and then in a quarter and a half, they were up by 14. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, a team like that that can just turn it on and, like, Dallas is a team like, like, the like not to compare them to the Warriors but they have a similar vibe where, you know, you, if you catch them in the third quarter and you give, like, Tim Hardaway a couple open looks, like, They'll be up 12 points in no time, right? So I think that's the danger with them. Um and it, yeah, it'll just be really interesting to see if Luca can handle Paul George and Kawhi as well. Like we've seen we've seen all the comparisons to Luka Doncic, it's like, oh, he's 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 another Larry Bird, or um, he's another this. Like we we're already, you know, putting him on a pedestal. And I am a huge Luca Doncic fan. I don't know if you guys are, but I, I think he's fantastic. I think his instincts and his vision for the ball, like this is one play in the game. Where he he was going for the, the layup, a guy stood there for a charge. He sidestepped, and then he like he while he was sidestepping the charge, he threw a pass across the court to like Seth Curry in the corner, like perfectly. Mm-hmm. So like just seeing that stuff, it, like when I played in high school, I could never do that. Like I was jumping <laughs> and I was like throwing like a prayer of a pass. Like it's it's crazy to see a guy like Luca like make those kind of plays. Mm-hmm. And like this guy's been playing in big games since he was 14 years old, so. He's he's not phased by the moment. He's not afraid. Like he's he's just he's gonna be just as pissed off as anybody who's played in the league for ten plus years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, yeah, that, that's my pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I was a gambling man, I, if I was a gambling man, I'd pick um, Dallas and Clippers as my underdog bet. You know?
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really great series to highlight. I know for me, it was it's gonna be really interesting to see the contrast in playoff experience you've got Kawhi and Paul George against Luka and Kristaps who have never been in the playoffs before so that's going to that dynamic with those two duels is going to be very interesting and I know Mavericks are such an exciting team to watch Clippers are very they, they they can be very explosive too but I feel like they're a bit more methodical and like I'm so excited to watch I know I have to like i'm like recording on my laptop so i can't watch right now so i'm a bit jealous because jin has it in the back <laughs> and i'm trying to like sneak some looks but for sure this is going to be a really exciting series and i'm like really excited for the future because now the mavericks are going to be like how long do we have to wait until they're yeah. one of the very top teams
1: in the west yeah and and with uh okc in houston I think, I think it, it'll be really fun to see just Chris Paul going at it against his old team. For um, sure. <laughs> yeah, and it, Chris Paul's been playing great. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Before the season and in the bubble. And I just really like the OKC team. They have a, they have that three guard lineup with Schroeder, SGA, and Chris Paul, which, you mm-hmm. know, Dennis Schroeder's coming into his own. SGA is going to be a future all star. Chris Paul is doing Chris Paul things. And I think, I think who was it? Roberson is back. That's huge for them. Like they need yeah. that guy. They need that guy to guard Harden, because like Harden's gonna draw. Harden's gonna draw fouls. He's gonna do Harden things. He's gonna drop yeah. forty in your face. But like they need a they need a body like Roberson to you know, get, take four fouls so that SGA <laughs> doesn't have to. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like like Roberson is a solid six fouls that you can throw at Harden without giving them away <laughs> too easily. Yeah. So that'll that'll be that'll be good for OKC. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Houston, it's the ceiling of those two guys like Harden and Westbrook, and have they been playing in the bubble? I think they're one of the highest scoring tandems like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like like Russ has kind of put it together. He's not shooting as many threes, he's shooting more, he's shooting more um, shots that are like kind of more in his lane, like you know, bank shots, mid rangers probably more to the rim. But it's like that small ball lineup is. Crazy. Like, I can't believe it's working. Yeah. <laughs> like, poor, poor P.J. Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, that guy, that guy is, like, like he's going to like, if they play, if they play AD, if they play the Lakers by any chance, like, and he's going against AD. I feel bad for him every night. Like, me and my little brother were watching a game. And mm-hmm. BJ Tucker just looks so beat up. <laughs> <laughs> like he was like he was like, I hate my life right now. Why did they trade away Capella? Like, <laughs> like the that that guy deserves a pay raise under the table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But for sure, yeah, this is my pick as the series I'm really really the first round matchup I'm really, really excited for. And obviously, you know, with Westbrook and Chris Paul being swapped last summer. That's going to be a really interesting matchup to see. And obviously all the history behind that. And you always want to beat up on your old team that traded you away, right? So for both guards, it's going to be really interesting to see. And I believe Westbrook is injured his right quad for... At least the first part of the series, I think. So,
1: oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, okay, that, that, that changes everything. <laughs>
0: yeah, because they need him for rebounding, right? Especially with their small ball and
1: um, yeah. And and Harden running the show on his own isn't like doesn't have a great record, right? Like, yeah. I, I like ISO ISO ball is good until you reach the playoffs and you if you play a team four times in a row, like mm-hmm. you're gonna like they're gonna be able to like scheme for you like decently, especially a team like OPC. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Even though, like, Harden, he has been on fire, like, shooting in the bubble games. I think he's had 53.6% on the it's floor. A,
1: it's, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's absolutely nuts. But another thing I'm really interesting, interested to see is, like, Stephen Adams versus the Rockets small ball. And, like, how these coaches are going to, like, really attack each other and their schemes and everything. So... Obviously, I, I love drama, so <laughs> the Westbrook and Chris Paul drama is what I'm really excited for, and seeing these players really go at it. And when, you know, there's pride on the line, like you want to you show your old team up, that's always fun to see. And they're really evenly matched up, so, yeah, it's going to be an exciting series for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah that's going to be a really good one, especially when Russ gets back in there, because we definitely need to see Russ in that series go to yeah. OKC as well. The series that I wanted to highlight is um, Lakers-Portland, which is usually the 1-8 matchup is not the most exciting first-round matchup, but I think Portland's a sneaky, good team. I think we've all been watching them a lot down the stretch as they're trying to make the play-in. And I think um, two things they have going for them. One is that they're the hot hand right now. They've just been playing super well now that they're a lot healthier now the emergence of Melo um, and the emergence of uh, Trent Jr. as well, um, who's been shooting really well for them. So not only Dame but the rest of the team offensively has been playing really well. They have not been playing amazing defense either. You saw them go head to head with Brooklyn a couple nights ago, and then the Raptors play them, and like it's like not even the same with the Raptors <laughs> being a much better defensive team. So yeah. um, I think that offensively it's going to be going to get into some shootouts as well as a no home court advantage with which seos highlighted earlier so the lakers worked hard all year to gain that home court advantage and to secure that one seed and now it doesn't really matter right so that kind of evens the playing playing field a little bit for portland mm-hmm.
1: yeah and yeah and but for portland and the lakers it's like the same the same conundrum as Dallas and clippers i guess oh not not really but like they just don't have anyone to guard each other's players like mm-hmm. Poland doesn't have an answer for AD at all, and they don't really have an answer for LeBron aside from Gary Trent Jr. And I guess I guess Carmelo, which would be a fun matchup, <laughs> um, like, and Lakers have no answer at all for CJ and for CJ and Lillard. Like they did have Avery Bradley and they did have Rondo, but yeah. like those guys are out, right? So
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, so it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see like how they match up against each other.
2: It was, so, it was so funny right when you guys were talking about Christoph Spazengas they literally started fighting like clearly the Lakers-Clippers game they just I said, saw
1: that
2: <laughs> <laughs> like right when you guys brought it up and I was like that's literally crazy
1: I, I oh, saw him start I saw him, like kind of the middle of the fight but I immediately assumed Patrick Beverly started it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that guy for sure oh man <laughs> I think Patrick Beverly he's like, he's like those guys in hockey like you know Guys in hockey who are just there to instigate. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know if this is back in the day. I don't watch too much hockey, but I remember like mm-hmm. you know there. I guess the, like there are these hockey players who just like instigate fights and try to get the <laughs> star player in trouble or or try to get you know try to get into fights with the star player and stuff like that. Like Patrick Beverly I think he, he really gets a kick out of pissing people off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So like honestly, I'm like I'd love to have that guy on my team. And yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's a good guy to have on your team.
0: He, he he's the type of play player. That. Yeah, he's yeah. a type of player like you hate when he's playing against your team, but if he's on your team, you absolutely love him. <laughs> like.
2: Yeah, definitely. All right, let's let's jump into some predictions here. Let's let's start with the first round. I guess we kind of dipped our toe in a little bit as we talked about our favorite series, but who do you guys see? Who do you guys have coming out of the first round in the East and the West?
0: Okay. I guess I can just run down my East predictions. So Bucks Magic, I have Bucks in four. Raptors Nets, I have Raptors in five. I think they're going to drop one game. Don't hate me. Um, (laughs) Celtics versus 76ers. I think Celtics come out in six. Jin, don't hate me for not saying (laughs) it's going to be a sweep.
1: That's cool. the, The game today was pretty close, actually.
0: Mm -hmm, Yeah, I I think it's going to be pretty close. I think they'll drop two, but for sure I have the Celtics coming out. They're just a better team. And Pacers
1: Heat, I have the Heat coming out in six. And, okay, and for the playoff predictions, you just want, like, I guess first round or?
0: Yeah, we'll do, like, first round for now and then after we can.
1: Yeah, so first round, I think, (laughs) like, Lakers-Blazers, I think, um, I honestly think Lakers at five. Just just because... just because I think LeBron and AD, they they haven't shown all their stuff yet, and I think, I think we're I think we're giving, I think we're not giving enough but LeBron enough credit. Um, I, th- like, I think this guy, always gets discredited for you know what he's done in his career
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what he can do now. Like, and people are like, oh, he's thirty five, but. He, he, like he, like he's, he's basically, he's basically a guaranteed first round win. Like he, I th- he's made the final eight years in a row, and I can't remember the last time he's lost in the first round. So I, like he's gonna, he's gonna come into this, and he's gonna be at the Blazers. I think it'll be, I think it'll be to f- five games. I think it'll be close five games, but I think he'll close it out. Um, Rockets, Rockets and Thunder. I think that might go. I think that'll go six or seven. Um, th- honestly, that's a coin toss for me like i I honestly have no idea between these guys who's gonna win. If I had to pick I'd pick the rockets just for their just for the upside ceiling so Rockets probably in six or seven mm-hmm. uh, nuggets and jazz i got i got I got nuggets and I got nuggets in six mm-hmm. uh, j- like Donovan Mitchell's fantastic he dropped one fifty seven today <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it, that that was yeah donovan Mitchell's uh, like amazing but mm-hmm. nuggets are nuggets are so loaded and deep with Nurkic Murray um mp mpj michael Porter jr is doing great as well um and like the other guys that they have uh, i think i think they i think it's a solid six game series clippers and mavericks um uh, i i do love the mavericks chances and i really want them to win and they would be my underdog pick but if i if i had to gamble with my life <laughs> I'd, probably pick it. I'd probably i'd probably pick the clippers in uh in five it would be a close five games but um I think I think Clippers in five. Yeah. That might change after we see the end of this game because it's, like, <laughs> basically, it's basically a one point game. So I could be wrong. But if I were to be realistic, I'd say Clippers in five. Um, yeah. Magic, yeah, Bucks and four. No need to go into that. Um, Pacers and Heat, I got Heat winning in six. TJ Warren's been playing well. I like the Pacers team, I like their coach. But the Heat with G- Butler, Bam, uh, I love Bam. Like that guy's awesome. And yeah, Butler, Tyler Hero. Uh, Duncan Robinson I think they're a loaded team and um, Spo is underrated at, always underrated as a coach so I think I think they're going to be I think they're going to be fine Celtics I got Celtics in five just because they're my Celtics and I think <laughs> Philly has been a little bit dysfunctional as a team in the bubble mm-hmm. um, and I've never liked Brett Brown as a coach as, and as someone who can make adjustments so I think you know, that's an easy five game and N- Raptors and Nets Raptors in four
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> I think we we pretty much have the same predictions because for me in the West I have Lakers Blazers Lakers in five, Clippers Mavericks Clippers in six Nuggets Jazz I have Nuggets in six and Rockets Thunder I have Rockets in seven so yeah I think we're, we're on the same page here which is good yeah
1: we're, yeah, we're making we're making the we're making this, uh, I I think, I guess we're making a safe bet mm-hmm. um, I think I think these are pretty safe choices. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like this bubble, this bubble stuff is crazy. Like, like I wouldn't be surprised if um, I wouldn't be surprised if Lillard goes off for sixty yeah. <laughs> in game, game one and two. Like anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think that's one thing here about these bubbles is um, the, these guys aren't like the guys who were faced by playoff atmospheres. They're mm-hmm. not going to be. They're not going to have that anymore. Like you, you won't have five thousand screaming fans saying you suck at the free throw line. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different. It's it's totally different. And honestly, it's. Honestly, like in a in a weird ironic way, the quality of play I think is going to be better than it is in other playoffs. Mm-hmm. You have guys that like, you know, might be nervous playing in a stadium full of twenty thousand opposing fans, like just playing in a open court gym, right? But he's basically playing in a, YMC, a really nice YMCA, like that's <laughs> this is what the games are, right? So it's it's crazy that and these guys have been do, doing that for since they were born. So I think. Mm-hmm. Just from that standpoint, like you're gonna have guys who you wouldn't think would play good in a finals or a playoff series, like playing really well, right? Yeah. So I would yeah. be surprised if guys like teams can go really deep with their bench, right? Like, you, like in the finals, in the finals, um, Pat Riley always said you can you can place you can play seven but trust six. <laughs> but like, I feel, I feel like I feel like you know, you know that'll that'll extend to eight or nine guys, like for some of these teams. Yeah, that's a
0: yeah. very interesting point you bring up. Yeah, because playoff atmosphere is. It's very, yeah. very intense when you have all those fans screaming at you, and yeah. like when you just switch it to just man versus man, team versus team, and like that's it, and you're focused in yeah. this closed gym. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's actually a very good point.
1: Yeah, like it's, it's not gonna affect a guy like Luka Doncic or LeBron either <laughs> way, but it's gonna affect a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. Like it's mm-hmm. gonna affect a guy like you know maybe Lou Williams, right? Like those those guys are those guys are not gonna have that like. Pressure of, of playing yeah. well in front of the home crowd or playing bad in front of an opposing crowd, right? So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes. yeah, I think that's an interesting
2: point going the other direction as well. Um, the guys who get nervous playing in front of people, but the guys who get hyped up, like the guys who get really yeah. who kind of feed off of the crowd as well, they're not they're also not going to have that extra piece of stimulus like at their home games. So, that's true. I think that's something that goes both ways, and I think I think you're right. I think it's going to end up. Making things uh, a little bit different uh, for sure. Um, I went safe as well. I have like a lot of similar picks to you guys. <laughs> I've got Milwaukee sweeping Orlando. I got Toronto sweeping Brooklyn. I have Boston beating Philly in six. I have Miami beating Indiana in seven. I think this is actually a pretty close matchup, and I think Indiana is gonna play up play up to um to Miami a bit, but I do think Miami's gonna come out on top. Um, I went on and on about how Portland is going to make this a series, but I still have the Lakers beating them in five. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just think... So LeBron's never lost a first-round playoff matchup in his career, and I don't think that starts now. Uh, Lakers in five, Clippers in six over Dallas. Um, I do think it's going to be a really good matchup, though, and I think Luka is going to be highlighted really well and get a lot of good playoff experience. Denver over Utah in in seven. And Houston over OKC in six. I think I think the Houston game, I think more than Eugene, I think the Houston OKC series is gonna be, well, a little bit more one-sided in Houston's favor. I I think they do have um, they're they're a bit like top heavy, but I think I think they do have um, a better team like better
1: than the record shows. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I. Like I, I mentioned before, like the ceiling of that team is high as any team. Like right. when when Russ and Harden are going, and when PJ if PJ Tucker can hold it together <laughs> for like these two months, uh, and if if he can hold it together, and if that team can, as long as they don't you know, like lay a goose egg from from the three point line, that's mm-hmm. the that's a kryptonite and the saving grace, right? Like they yeah. they'll live in that by shooting fifty three a game, and if they if they have that one game where they go over sixteen, like they're screwed. So. Really, it's all up. It's all up to like. It's all up to how consistently they can keep up their shooting as a team. But see, for the ceiling for that team is unreal. Like they, they can, they can. I think they beat the Bucks in the bubble too. Like they have some of these wins, right? Where um, it's like you, you're like you, so, like you don't think it's sustainable because it's like 140 to like 140 like five <laughs> or these crazy high scoring games. And yeah. the, you know, I think the Rockets made two crazy comeback wins. It, that doesn't seem sustainable, but I think it's the kind of crazy um, like. Hectic kind of pacing that they like, so if they, if they can keep if they if they can keep the pace up against teams like the Bucks or I, I guess the you know the other Western Conference teams, then I think they'll be fine.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think one last note on Houston. Last note is um, I think you're 100 percent right. The ceiling is very high, and I think the floor is very low as well. Yeah. I think mean, they're kind of <laughs> making placing a bet on small ball, and that it's either going to work really well or it could destroy them. So the the variance is like very wide for this team, and that's going to be really cool. Let's go into let's do everyone run through their second round and their conference finals.
1: Uh, yeah, so second round. Yeah, so I guess for second round, what I have is, uh, yeah, so if I assume, yeah, Bucks versus Heat. Bucks are going to win that. I uh, take it. Like, I have the Bucs scores their conference finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory there. Um, I have, I mean, I ha- I personally have the Celtics... I might, I might just be a homer, but I personally have the Celtics beating <laughs> being, being the Raptors. I think the Raptors in Celtics series is going to be really, really fun to watch. But mm-hmm. the, the Celtics did beat the Raptors by 30 points in their most recent matchup. I think that was a pretty decent showing to show like at least the teams are going to be pretty competitive when, when the playoffs happen. And whether it's Celtics Raptors or uh, sorry Raptors Bucks or Celtics Bucks, it's going to be a good series regardless. But I think Bucks are ultimately going to make it to the finals. And f- on the West, it's a little bit more interesting, right? Like I, ha- yeah. I have like Lake. I have like basically Rockets versus Lakers. That's going to be that's that's going to be a really really fun series. And and it's again it's two explosive backcourt members versus. It's it's like it's kind of similar to Portland, right? Like they they run on they're gonna live and die by these two backcourt guys, and they're gonna and but they're gonna run smaller and run even faster. So that'll be interesting. But I still have the Lakers winning that one. And on the other side, um, if the Clippers win and they play the Nuggets, well, I have the Clippers kind of running the board there. Like I I, I feel like even though um, even though the conferences are pretty stacked from a talent standpoint, I feel like top heavy is. It's almost no contest, right? I still have Clippers, Lakers, and I still have Bucks, and you can insert Raptors or Celtics in there.
0: Yeah, pretty similar to me. I have yeah. Bucks versus Heat in the second round with the Bucks winning. I have Raptors versus Celtics in the second round. I have the Raptors yeah. winning. I'm sorry, yeah. Jin. <laughs> um, and in the West, I have Lakers versus Rockets. I have the Lakers winning, and I have Clippers versus Nuggets, and I have the Clippers winning there. And, yeah, moving on from there, Bucks raptors I might just be a homer, but I think the Raptors would pull through. And on the Western side, I actually think the Clippers would beat the Lakers
1: in a series. I'll th- I say honestly, honestly, I think Clippers, too. God. Ooh, yeah, they're... <laughs> I think I think I think Lakers are too top heavy. I they, like they lost too many guys, and I don't trust any of their other guys. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't really trust Kuzma. Yeah, <laughs> if, I mean, if like, Kuzma's like, your
0: third guy, third, Oh, that's
1: <laughs>
0: that's, that's a problem right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's tough. And like I don't trust Dwight Howard as like their. I guess like who's their fourth guy? Right? Like it's. Yeah. You, you guys are hurting me. You guys are hurting it... me right now.
2: <laughs>
0: Would Waiters be their fourth guy? <laughs>
2: It's a good question. They're good concerns. But, Jen, I don't think you know I'm a big LeBron fan, so I definitely have the Lakers beating the Clippers. I can, I can run through mine as well. They're pretty similar to you guys. We're all homers, so I have, <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have Milwaukee beating Miami. I have Toronto beating Boston. And then I have Toronto beating Milwaukee to go to the finals. And on the, on the west side of things, I have the Lakers beating Houston. Uh, the Clippers beating Denver and then the Lakers beating the Clippers. Your concerns on the Lakers are honestly quite fair. I think I'm putting more of my trust on LeBron and kind of whipping the guys into shape. Like we've seen, mm-hmm. we've seen him take worse teams, like that 2018 team. Like we've seen him take Ooh, really yeah. bad teams to the finals before. So I'm kind of betting on that, and he hasn't he hasn't shown in the past any reason for us to doubt him at this point. So. I'm I'm kind of betting on that over the Clippers. The, I I do think the Clippers are the deeper team and the better constructed team. The loss of Avery Bradley, the loss of Rondo, they kind of just had to like whip like literally last minute. Just who was available? Just grab guys. Jr. Dion Waiters, mm-hmm. but um, but we'll we'll see if he's able to whip whip those guys into shape.
1: Yeah, and uh, the, the, the I love Dion. Like I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. He's just like I just I just like his. I just like um. His career could be like a thirty for
0: thirty. To be honest, for real, like that man, one hundred (laughs) percent believes he's the best player in the league. Like he just the shots he takes, like the amount of confidence. I wish I had that man's confidence. Like for real. (laughs) But uh, Yeah. yeah, I guess we can dive right into our finals predictions and our dark horse team to win. So for me. As of right now, I have the Raptors beating the Clippers in seven. Mostly because, well, mostly because both teams are awesome. And I do like 100% believe they can make the finals. And I 100% believe the Raptors can win. And as I said before, I love me some drama. So it'd be really cool to see Kawhi go against his old team with all the drama and that. And then have the Raptors come on top. That'd be a great storyline. We'd all love that well, maybe not Jin, (laughs) but, uh, uh, and my dark horse team is actually the Celtics, uh, because I think Jason Tatum is going to be an absolute superstar. And I think he's the best player on that team. And Kemba is obviously coming back and he's like working his, his way back to form. And I think they can be really dangerous. And Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches in the league. And like he can scheme for any team and come up with like new ideas and work his players into the best position to succeed. So I think I think it'd be cool to see. You know they've got a really awesome starting five with Hayward and Brown as well, and it'll it'll be really cool to see them win. You know the I do I have a lot of. Um, boston fans on my timeline because i'm a huge patriots yeah. fan so <laughs> it'd be nice to see them to see them win especially after like such a crazy year last year with Kyrie and all that drama
1: and stuff but that was that was sad man because Kyrie's still my favorite player to watch um yeah just, it was <laughs> no, that was that was yeah that was weird is <laughs> really sh- bad luck with their guards it's like yeah. Isaiah, Kyrie Campbell got injured injured yeah like, <laughs> no like they just have no luck with their guards so know, <laughs> yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens in the playoffs um yeah. yeah I got I got Bucks uh I guess I got Bucks Clippers in the finals um you can put Lakers there and I one, I'd say fair too um I, you know for all the obvious reasons I think I think Bucks and Lakers aside from the bubble like they've been they've been the best team throughout the se- uh, throughout the season so gotta mm-hmm. give them credit for that but my Horse candidate would ha- probably have to be. Uh, that's tough. I I I have to I have to say, I have to say rockets to be honest.
0: Ooh, small ball all the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I got Ooh. PJ Tucker running it all the way.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> to, the, to the finals, um, yeah, like there's the ceiling is the highest, and I think their their basement is the lowest. I think if they get if they get hot for three rounds, I think. <laughs> if they get off to the three-point line for three rounds, I think it's, I think they'll have a good chance as any.
0: Yeah, I just think that'd be really interesting to see if they do win, like, if other teams adopt, like, small ball, and if yeah. we sh- see a shift
2: in the NBA.
0: Interesting stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point as well. Like, if it works, it could actually be something like we can see other teams implement as well. Yeah. Um, so it'll it'll definitely be, could be something that could have more of a long term impact on the league. For me, I have my finals matchup being the Toronto Raptors versus the Los Angeles Lakers, and Ooh,
1: the, the Homer Sur- pick.
2: The Homer <laughs> pick. Here we go, though. The surprise is that I have the Lakers actually winning that. So.
1: Yeah, why aren't you on
0: LeBron?
2: Fan? Yeah, you're
0: a LeBron. Fan. <laughs> it's like yeah. a you
2: want him to win. <laughs> it is a win win. Except, yeah, I guess I don't have Toronto winning, but I just think that if LeBron is able to get there again, I don't think I don't think he's gonna lose, like especially with like
0: Ooh. his biggest <laughs> 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 the,
2: the biggest um I guess like the, the worst thing about his career is like his like the thing that people make fun of the most is like the finals record and everything that I think that if he's able to get through the West, he's able to beat teams as good as Portland, Houston, the Clippers. I think he's definitely going to like finish off the job. So I do have the, the Raptors going pretty far to defend the title, but I have the, the Lakers and it, it's a win win, but it, it does make me sad to not to think that the Raptors may not win it this year. <laughs> Who's your dark horse? My Dark Horse is actually the same as Jens. I think it's the Rockets for like sim- similar reasons. Like like we mentioned earlier, they have the highest ceiling. If it works, then it could work really well. And I think it would be a lot of teams. That like could have been really hard for teams to defend. Like if they have their big, slow guys in the paint and then the Rockets are just raining down threes on them. Um assuming the threes go in, right? So I, I think the Rockets could be the Dark Horse. In that case, though, that means the Lakers will be out in the second round, so... <laughs> that would be embarrassing for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, there, that's a lot to look forward to. It's it's so refreshing to have a very competitive NBA, unlike previous years versus... Well, Cleaver, Cleveland versus Warriors. We know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's just the journey to get there. And then, um, yeah, and... Even in future years, we have the Kyrie and KD Nets to look forward to. The development of the Pelicans with Zion and Lonzo and Ingram. And then we have the Mavericks are going to get even better because Luca's only 21. Kristaps is 25. Like, there's so much development that's going to happen. LeBron is still going to be there. Kawhi is still going to be there. The Raptors are still going to be there. Like, for me, it's it's just really exciting.
1: Yeah, and and honestly, it's it'll be it'll be honestly. I wish I kind of wish like seeing seeing the quality of basketball. I kind of wish we know, had the same model as some of the soccer leagues, where top twenty two teams like just just play, and the the bottom eight teams just <laughs> I don't know have like That's a. Lead right. in the it's so it's so nice to not see some of the teams that are like really really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, like, I would dread, like, looking at the NBA schedule. It's like, oh, Knicks versus Magic. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to watch this. <laughs> right? I guess, like, every game every game in the bubble has been, like, something to look forward to for the most part. Other than, like, I guess, like, Magic. <laughs> right? Like, anything, anything with the Magic in it, I'm
2: just like, oh. <laughs> Wizards, man. Oh, the Wizards, yeah. Especially the Wizards. Oh, yeah. especially, bro. I could not watch their games. But, <laughs> but it's a really good point. Like, the NBA going forward, um, things are definitely... Um, going to be really exciting. I think also a, a sneaky, really important playoffs for uh Giannis um, and the Bucks because Jen, I know you have them going to the finals, but if they don't, it's very much going to be up in the air what happens with Giannis and his free agency going forward, especially if they have a, if they don't make it as far as they expect to, so I mean, it's going to be a big, that could be a big shift in the NBA, depending on if he leaves, and if he does leave, where he goes, and um, coming into next season in the East, um, having KD and Kyrie back, and Brooklyn's going to be another contender as well. So things are definitely very balanced right now. Things are definitely looking really exciting. I remember two or three years ago, the year before, the last time the Warriors won, like, it was Cleveland Warriors again, and it was, like, when LeBron took that really bad team all the way, and you just knew what was going to happen. And, like, that was, like, my least favorite, like, NBA year in recent history, it was just like mm-hmm. you know what's gonna happen. I like didn't even really want to watch the finals it's just, like yeah. very like, boring. But, like since then, like with the Raptors emerging last year and like things have been uh, gotten a lot more competitive and really exciting. So definitely excited mm-hmm. for this playoffs. For sure for show.
0: I guess do you guys have any closing thoughts or
1: um yeah, kids stay in school. <laughs> if uh, if 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 they're not uh, if if tuition's too tough and if tuition's too much and you don't want to do online school, like don't be afraid to take a gap year. Um, honestly, I take a gap year if uh, if I have to do half my school online. Like, and yeah, enjoy enjoy the MBA. Um, don't gamble too much. <laughs> honestly, 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 um, I would love to make some bets though, like like full disclosure on like for, like based on like the new Vegas odds, because. Mm-hmm. Like that'd be fun, but yeah, uh, stay. In, everyone who's watching, stay in school. Uh, don't be afraid mm-hmm. to take a gap year, though. Um, uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy the NBA. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I, I need to go. I need to go check out those odds.
1: Do yeah. do the Lakers have the best odds, or is it Clippers? I don't know who has the the best odds, but um, I was watching some podcasts and they were kind of talking about like some of the underdog bets, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but those those were kind of interesting. Like the, you always want to bet on the ones where it's like forty to one.
0: Yeah. You uh, need, guess, you need those but games.
1: you're like, wait, wait, this is this is actually kinda of possible, right? Like I think yeah. I think Heat clippers was like forty for one. But like that's that's like an interesting bet. Like that's like that's hey. like an interesting bet where you could be like, Hey, like if I I'll put five bucks in or i put forty bucks in and then yeah, yeah,
0: you never know, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like that's like the underdog bets are the ones where you get the best return, right? Like it's not it's not mm-hmm. fun betting on the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I might, I might have to check those out. Yeah,
1: yeah. like it'd be fun being for Houston, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, tuition Tuition is still the same, so you know I might need some side revenue <laughs>
2: to, <laughs> to
0: cover this This last year.
2: Get your, right. like, get
1: your side hustle going. Well, that's yeah, That's what the podcast sure. is, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you guys
0: are putting mad at ad, like
1: ads on this, like just like ten
0: ads. Yeah, we <laughs> sw- yeah we switched to anchor and there's like little stuff we can record. So I guess warning viewers, you might be getting <laughs> some ads in the future, but you can listen or listeners. Why did I say viewers? This is not YouTube, but <laughs> you can listen and support. We might be inserting those in the near future, but yeah. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, like uh, thanks again, SEO, so, and Daniel. Nice to meet you as well. Um, you know, thanks for having me on the podcast. It was really fun to do this with you guys.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was really awesome.
2: and no problem.
0: Maybe we'll have you again, you know, when we've got the final series to dissect and a whole lot of ball to discuss. And
1: yeah, we can we can, we can talk about rape Raptors and Celtics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Anytime we can fun. beef over that. Well, at least we're we can be against Danny and his LeBron, his love for LeBron. So yeah, it's actually. nice. It's nice to have some backup. You can come on the pod anytime you yeah. want. You know? <laughs> Make it a two v one.
2: <laughs> honestly though, honestly though, uh, thanks Jen for hopping on. It was It was really fun, and like as Yosa just said, like getting a different perspective, mm-hmm. like with you like being a Boston, uh, Boston Celtics fan. But just like overall, like really good insight as well. So I really appreciate it. Thank yeah, you, man. Thank sure.
0: you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. uh Be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Underscore The Play and on Twitter at What's The Play Twelve, and be sure to. Subscribe and follow for free, and we'll just have some more amazing content for you. So thanks again to Jin for coming on, and we're excited for the NBA future.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you.